Stand with me all over this house as we turn to the word of the Lord. Amen. We're still basking in the thanksgiving spirit. Amen. We ought to be thankful for another year with our families and with our friends. I mean, had a wonderful Thanksgiving this year. Isn't God good today? Amen. He's so good. Turn with me to the book of 1 Kings in the 19th chapter. 1 Kings, the 19th chapter. Amen. We want to uh, welcome all of our visitors one more time. It's so wonderful to have you in the house of the Lord. Amen. We pray these services are a blessing to you today. Amen. When you get to 1 Kings, the 19th chapter, shout out yes. Amen. The word of the Lord says, So he departed thence, and he found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him, and he with the 12. And Elijah the prophet passed by him. The Bible says he cast his mantle upon him. And Elisha left the oxen and he ran after Elijah. And he said, let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother. And then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, go back again. For what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him, and he took a yoke of oxen, and he slew them, and he boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen, and he gave unto the people, and they did eat. And then he arose, and he went after Elijah, and he ministered unto him. To all of our ministry team in this church, that word ministered in that last verse means he served him. He served him. To minister is to serve. Before Elisha could become a prophet, he had to first be a plowboy. Elisha had a true servant's heart. And for a few moments today, I want to preach to you what I have titled The Plow and the Prophet. The Plow and the Prophet. Lay your Bibles down in your seat. Let's magnify the Lord together all over this house for just a few moments. Come on, if you're thankful for the goodness of God in your life, would you give him a hand clap of praise today? Come on, praise him. Praise him when you feel like it. Praise him when you don't feel like it. Praise him in the morning. Praise him in the noontime. Praise him all day long because praise is comely for the upright today. Hallelujah. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I want to speak to you for a few moments today on the plow. And the prophet. Amen. The plow and the prophet. We live in a world today where people cringe at the idea 
of climbing the corporate ladder to success. People in these times are not interested, Brother Bo, in a ladder. They don't want a ladder. They want an elevator to take them to the top because a ladder requires work and a ladder requires effort. Amen. And I come to tell you today, these folks could learn a lot from the plower turned prophet, a man named Elisha who had a servant's heart. He had a willingness to follow Elijah, to follow so closely behind him that he ate the dust off the prophet's feet. He had a willingness to trust him, and that's what paved the way for him to receive a double portion of God's Spirit. Ladders, church, are not overrated today. Come on, come and say that one more time. Ladders are not overrated today. The truth is we all still need a ladder and we all still need a servant's heart just like Elijah had. Come on, our country would be a lot better off if we reintroduced the ladder and we reintroduced becoming a servant. Our country would be a lot better off today. Amen. A servant thinks of others more than himself. A servant puts other people's needs before himself. A servant is humble and remains humble. He focuses on the needs of other people more than his own needs. In his book, The Preacher's Portrait, author John Stott said this about people. He said, people are illogical. People are unreasonable. And people are self-centered. Love them anyway. Love them anyway. If you do good, people will accuse you of selfish ulterior motives. But do good anyway. Do good anyway. The good you do today will most likely be forgotten about tomorrow. But do good anyway. And what you spend years building may be destroyed overnight, but build anyway. Hallelujah. Build anyway. Keep building anyway. Church, the very idea of servanthood runs counter to our culture today. To be a a servant, uh, we need to be a servant anyway. Even though it runs counter to our culture, somebody with a true servant's heart doesn't grow weary in well-doing just because they didn't get the glory. Come on, listen, just because you don't get the glory don't mean you stop working for the Lord today. Just because you're not the big eye don't mean you stop working for the Lord today. Just because you didn't receive some instant gratification don't mean you stop working for the Lord today. It's time that the church get back to having a servant's heart and climbing the ladder that's put before them through praise and worship today. Hallelujah. Amen. We need to reinstitute the ladder. We need to reinstitute a servant's heart. Amen. It's It's time, church, that we get back to having a servant's heart today. Amen. And stop worrying about receiving the glory. Elisha allowed the master to shape him into a vessel that was ready to receive a double portion of God's Spirit. Amen. 
Can I tell you today, the Lord will not put new wine in an old bottle. Come on. The Lord will not put new wine in an old bottle. Well, why can't I be blessed, Lord? Because you want an elevator instead of a ladder. Oh, why, why can't I walk in my calling, Lord? Why can't I be what I know you have called me to be, Lord? Because you're not willing to be the plowboy before you can become the prophet. I come to tell this body today, it's time to get back to being the servants of the Most High God. It's time to put the Lord first. Let God be true and let every man be a liar today. Hallelujah. Come on you got to be willing to be the plowboy before you can become the prophet. The church has got to be get back to following so it can lead. The church has got to get back to having a servant's heart. Elijah had a servant's, uh, but listen, the Lord uh, said, leave him behind. Amen. I've got somebody handpicked for you that has a servant's heart. I've got somebody handpicked for you. The Lord instructed Elijah to cast his mantle upon Elijah. Elijah had a good uh, example in his life. His name was Elijah. Elijah wasn't looking for fame. In fact, Brother Bo, what God had called him to do led him to become an outcast from his society. Can I, can I tell you today that taking a stand against sin will not cause you to win a popularity contest? Can I tell you today that taking a stand against sin ain't going to cause you to have an abundance of friends in this world today? But taking a stand against sin will always be rewarding. And God will always bless you for doing the right thing today. As long as you got a ladder, as long as you're willing to work, as long as you're willing to put your hand to the plow, as long as you're willing to do what God has instructed you to do. The church has got to get back to following so it can lead today. The church has got to get back to having a servant's heart today. Come on, Elisha had a good example in Elijah. Amen. Elijah battled kings and he battled queens. He battled many things in his day. Elijah battled mainstream media. How many know uh, uh, mainstream religion? How many know we're battling mainstream religion today? Come on, how many know we're, we're battling a, a, a prosperity gospel today and people are filling stadiums and coliseums. But let me tell you something, feel good religion ain't going to get you to heaven. Coming out from amongst them and being ye separate, saith the Lord, that's what's going to get you to heaven today. Somebody patty caking you, somebody pampering you, that's not going to get you to heaven today. Come on, but somebody telling you the truth today. You got to hang in there. You got to live for God. You got to eat the dust off the prophet's feet. You got to follow to lead today. Hallelujah. He battled mainstream religion. Elijah battled depression. Come on, what God had called him to do was not always easy. How many know what God calls you to do? It's not always easy. It's not always easy. The high road is not always easy, but it will always be the most beautiful. Come on. He battled Baal worship. He battled uh, the prophets of Baal. And when he defeated the prophets of Baal, he put them to death. But that didn't fare well with some people. 
This upset Queen Jezebel. She put a bounty on the head of Elijah. And listen, this upset her, and she put a bounty on his head. And when she did, he went on to run for his life. And he had to leave his servant behind. But the Lord was preparing him a new servant. How many know what God will, whatever God takes you to, he'll see you through? Come on, sometimes you got to lose some stuff to gain some stuff. Sometimes you got to get rid of some stuff so God can bless you. And God had a new servant prepared for Elijah. He had a new servant prepared for Elijah. Amen. The Lord was preparing another servant. He said, cast your cloak, cast your mantle upon Elisha. And when Elijah walked by Elisha and he cast his mantle upon him, his life changed. Can I tell you, when the Lord casts his mantle upon you, your life has to change. Your life has to change. Come on, you can't, all things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. You can't continue who, on who you were. Your life has to change. Amen. And Elisha's life changed when Elijah cast his mantle upon him. The Lord will not put new wine in an old bottle. Elisha traded his old way of living for a new life. Come on, we got to trade our old way of living for a new life. Listen, whenever Elijah cast his mantle upon Elisha, the Bible says he gave him a certain response. And when, when he cast his mantle upon Elijah, immediately he knew. He, no one had to explain to Elisha what that meant. He took off running after Elijah, and when he caught him, he said, let me go back and say goodbye to my mother and my father. But let me tell you something. He had further intentions than that. When he got back to where his mother and his father was, not only did he say goodbye to mama and daddy, but he took that yoke of oxen that made him a plowboy, and he slew them, and he boiled them upon a fire that was burning with the instruments from the oxen. Let me tell you something. In order for you to have a new life in Christ Jesus, you got to be willing to get rid of your old life with the world today. Hallelujah. you got to be willing to get rid of your old life with the world today. Elisha traded in his old way of living for his new life. He went back and he boiled those ox and he fed his family and he went on to follow Elijah. He left the hard work of the plow to start serving the master. Come on, not to immediately perform miracles. No, that's not what happened. Come on, not to receive instant gratification, self-gratification. That's not what happened. Not, not to immediately hear from the Lord and be the mouth of God in that day. That's not what happened. He left uh, his former life behind him. He got rid of the, all of his connections to his former life. You see, he didn't leave plan B where he could turn around and go back to plan B. He wasn't had, he didn't have an ulterior motive that if this don't work out following Elijah, I can always go back to being the plowboy. He got rid of everything that would even offer him to become the plow boy. He slew the ox and he boiled those oxen and he got rid of the plow and he burned it with fire and he boiled the oxen upon it and he fed his family a barbecue and he said goodbye to his former life. Oh to God that the church would make up their mind they ain't never going back to Egypt again. Oh, to God that the church would make up their mind they ain't ever going back where God brought them from again. 
My Lord, have mercy. You got to get rid of all of your ties to your former life. You got to get rid of all the sin and shame and condemnation. There is therefore no more condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. There's no more condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. He got rid of all of those connections to his former life. He left the hard work and started serving the master. He didn't do it for instant gratification. He didn't do it to immediately become the prophet. He was loyal. He was unselfish. He wasn't seeking prestige or fame. Come on, when the loyalty of Elisha was proven to Elijah just before Elijah was taken up in a whirlwind, Elisha's opportunity came. And Elijah asked him, he said, what shall I do for thee before I am taken away from thee? And Elijah, Elisha said to Elijah, he said, I pray thee. He said, just let me receive a double portion. (laughs) Just let me receive a double portion. Come on of thy spirit. Come on, somebody. He would choose, oh, to God, the day that the church would make up in their mind, if they had anything that they could ever want, they would choose a double portion of God's spirit. Come on, oh, to God, that the church would make up their mind today. Anything in this world is not worthy of a double portion of God's spirit today. Money can't fix everything. Popularity can't fix everything. Fame, come on, can't fix everything. Come on, recognition can't fix everything, but a double portion of the Holy Ghost will get you through anything. A double portion of the Holy Ghost will get you through anything. Anything you'll ever have to go through. But if you want a double portion, church, you got to become an apprentice. You got to become a student. You got to become willing to follow. You got to become willing to learn. That's why we push in these home Bible studies so much. If you want to follow Christ, you got to learn of him. Come on, he said, come on, he said, I'm meek and lowly in heart. Take upon you. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Learn of me, he said. Learn of me, he said. And that's why we're pushing these home Bible studies because people got to learn how to walk with God. We're not doing this for instant gratification. We're not doing this, Brother Bo, because we're going to heaven today. We're doing this because we want to learn to walk with God so we can make it to heaven today. Ah, If the church would only make up their mind, the only thing that matters is a double portion of the Holy Ghost today. But if you want a double portion, you got to become an apprentice. you got to become a student. Come on, you got to get behind the prophet. Elisha was the apprentice of Elijah. He had a front row seat to all of the miracles that Elijah performed. God is looking for some faithful servants who are hungry to learn about him today. Not some people that are after a few goosebumps on Sunday afternoon. Not, not, not some people that, that just want to fit in some little circle. I'm talking about some people that want to make it to heaven. I'm talking about some people that's willing to burn the plow. I'm talking about some people that's willing to boil the oxen. I'm talking about some people that say, willing to say goodbye to their former life and hand in their old life, hand in that plowboy status and become the prophet of God today.
Come on. We got to become an apprentice today. We got to become a servant today. We got to become a student today. Come on. God is looking for some faithful servants who are hungry to learn about Him today. Stand with me as the musicians come quickly. Y'all can thank Brother Levi and Sister Addie for the short sermon today. Y'all ain't used to those short sermons. As the musicians come quickly, when Elijah cast his mantle upon Elijah and he kept walking, the Bible says Elisha knew what it meant, and he ran after Elijah, and he gave him a very specific response. He said, let me say goodbye, and I'll follow you. He went home. He burnt his plow so he could boil his oxen and have a barbecue with his family. Church, what he was doing He was destroying his safety net. You ever watch people when they come to God, they learn about consecration. They learn about living for God and walking uprightly before God. They'll hang on to a few things in the world just in case walking with God don't work out. Can I tell you today, you'll love one and you'll hate the other. Can I tell you today, you're either for him or you're against him. You either love him today and you'll keep his commandments or you're working against the kingdom of God today. He said goodbye to his former life. He went to follow the prophet. He destroyed his safety net. He severed the connection to his former life. He made sure there was no going back. There was no more plow. There was no more oxen to even go back to. Can I tell you, there's nothing in this world that's worth going back to. Though the way gets hard... And though the way gets rough sometimes, and sometimes we feel all alone. Let me tell you something. Elijah found himself hiding in a cave from uh, from Queen Jezebel, having a conversation with the Lord, just saying, Lord, just take my life. Just take my life. I don't even want to live no more, Lord. You say, well, why would a preacher go through that? Yes, sir, preachers go through that. Preachers battle things in their mind just like lay members do. Worship leaders battle things in their mind just like laborers do. We're all servants in the kingdom of God. Elijah was battling not just against the rudiments of this world, not just against Baal worship, not just against King Ahab and Queen Jezebel, but he was battling against his own mind. He was feeling deserted. Can I tell you, your walk with God will take you through some lonely places. Can I tell you, there's going to be times you're doing everything you can do just to hold on 
but the Lord will never fail you just like he didn't fail Elijah. <laughs> he said, get over here and hear from me, Elijah. He said, I know you had to leave your servant behind, but I've got another servant prepared for you. He said, I want you to go find Elisha and I want you to cast your mantle upon him. And let me tell you something. When God took that servant away, he gave him a double servant. He gave him a far greater servant. One that would follow him anywhere. He would go support him in everything he had to do. Come on. Elisha had to sever his connection. He had to cut off the safety net. He had to say, this is all or none. It's kind of like the woman who washed Jesus' feet with her tears. When she took that bottle that was hanging around her neck, where she had collected all of those tears that she had cried. You see, it was a Jewish custom that if you saved enough tears that you had cried, maybe if you were lucky, At the end of your life, you could purchase your salvation with those tears. And when she took that bottle from around her neck, Brother Bo, and she poured it upon Jesus' feet and she began to wash him, she was saying, Lord, I'm severing my safety net. I'm severing my connection to my former life. I'm taking all that I have and I'm putting all my trust in you. All my trust in you. You cannot hang on to your past and follow God today. You cannot hang on to your past and follow the Lord today. You see, you've been anointed and you've been appointed. God has called you to do something amazing today. All things are passed away and all things are made new. Or you can't wear the mantle you got to sever that former life. you got to sever that old man. you got to surrender your flesh unto the Lord. Church, as long as our new lives in Christ are tethered to our past, we will never experience the abundant. We will never experience the supernatural. Listen, it wasn't Elisha's laziness or his half-heartedness that drew the Lord to him. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, these things that caused the Lord to tell Elijah to cast his mantle upon Elisha. It was his hard work. It was his dedication. It was his w- unwillingness to give up. It was the fact that he was willing to plow. If you're not willing to plow, you'll never get the mantle. If you're not willing to climb You'll never have success. There is no elevator today. When Jacob Jacob laid down that night and he had that vision, come on, there at El Bethel, when Jacob laid down and he had that vision before the Lord and he saw a ladder that was stretching up to heaven and there were angels ascending and descending from the presence of the Lord, let me tell you something, that ladder was his worship. 
That ladder is your worship today. There's only one thing that's going to get you into the presence of God. You can come into the house of God. You can get you a few goosebumps. You can cry you a few tears. But as long as you're sitting on your hands and you refuse to lift them in worship and adoration to the King, you're never going to be exalted into His presence today. It's your praise. It's your worship that will expel you into the presence of the Almighty God today. You've been anointed. You've been appointed. God has called you. But you got to sever your past. You can't live a life in Christ that's tethered together with the old man and his old ways. You will never experience the abundant. It wasn't Elisha's laziness or his half-heartedness that drew the Lord to him. It was his hard work. Church, if you're not willing to plow, you're never going to get the mantle. God knew before he ever did it that Elisha would burn that plow. God knew before he ever did it that Elisha would boil those oxen. God knew before he ever told Elijah to cast his mantle upon him, he knew this was a man that would walk away and never look back. Come on, the Lord is calling you to new heights today. He knew he would follow him and he would let go. He would sever his former of life. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you today. What will be your response? The Spirit of the Lord wants to be given to you in a double portion today, but you got to be willing to burn the plow and you got to be willing to boil the ox and you got to be willing to say bye, bye bye to some stuff from your former life today. I ask you this question as we sing this song unto the Lord and these altars are open. Are you going to follow him? Are you going to say goodbye to the old man? Are you going to say goodbye to the former life? Or are you going to try to keep it tethered together? Because if you do, you'll never wear the mantle and you'll never become the prophet that God has called you to be. Church, the Spirit of the Lord is upon you today. It's calling you to new heights. The plow and the prophets. If you're not willing to do the work, if you're not willing to follow, you'll never lead. These altars are open as we sing this song.